Ross has all the spring deals you want, so you can say yes to more looks for you and your budget. Tube tops for less? Yes. Dad shorts for the weekend? Yes. Mini skirts for less than online? That's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment and save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Hurry in for spring deals today. Items and styles vary by store. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. Today, this post-Super Bowl haze, we're going to do a little NBA reset. We're going to talk about some of the key awards markets, uh, get into most improved player, sixth man of the year, amongst others, always one of our favorite topics. Uh, Drew, what did you think of the games last night? They were pretty entertaining. Uh, it was more effort and more kind of back to normal after what was a very weird week with the trade deadline, kind of making rosters a little uneven and making effort a little questionable. Um, you know, last week's uh, last week's action overall was very very suspect, <laughs> and uh, and this week at least that felt you know yesterday at least felt a little bit more back to normal. Uh, didn't have a winning night. Uh, Timberwolves only team that came through for me, and even that one got a little dicey. Um, doesn't matter who the Mavericks are playing or what the margin of uh you know what the what the um the margin is in game it turns out they can make a game close uh if they're up or if they're down it does not matter every Mavericks game is going to come down to the end um but that was ultimately that was a fun one uh disappointed in the Pacers the Pacers had that game there they made a nice little run in the second half and I thought okay put take this uh you know take this fourth quarter uh, seriously at the beginning. Let's, uh, you know, put a little lead on. We'll get the starters back in and we'll put this away. They did the exact opposite. They conceded like eight points like right out of the gate in the fourth quarter. And then that was basically the game. They could never get back in reach. Uh, so the Pacers uh, are kind of an interesting team now because they have a nucleus that should get them into the play and discussion. But I don't really know what their vision is as a team. Do they want that? Do they want to tank? Like, it's not clear to me what uh, is going on in Indiana. So... Um, maybe uh, staying away from them for a little while uh, just until I get a better sense of what their true rating ought to be. Um, you know, some of these teams still desperately look like they need a break. The all-star break is still like feels perilously, perilously far away. Uh, those who have been betting the NBA for many seasons would know that Valentine's day is usually uh, when we are approaching or at the all-star break and these guys are getting a meaningful rest. Uh, and I think you can see a little bit of fatigue starting to creep on a lot of these teams and a lot of these players, particularly the ones who haven't had time off in January and February due to injury. So um, that's kind of, uh, I think one of the most important factors, that's going to need to be uh, kind of weaved into the handicap this week. Uh, what was your takeaway on yesterday's games? Uh, my big takeaway was the game that took place closest to me uh, as we segue into most improved player, which was Jalen <laughs> going off against the Nets uh, at the Garden. Bronson had 40 points. Oh, yeah. 21 shooting. 
Amazing. 23. That was kind of a big game for the Knicks, who uh, the Nets are one of the teams that I think they're going to be able to chase down to get into the top six, um, which is a key part of Mr. Brunson's most improved player case. So when we talked about this market uh, just a week or so ago, Brunson was 20 to 1. Uh, he is now plus 500 on points bet, third favorite, rising out rapidly uh, towards Shea Gilgis Alexander and Laurie Markinen. And I think that, look, there's a few markets that we're going to talk about. And I think there are big bets to make, um, certainly big edges to be had in, in all of them. But this is one of them. I think Brunson, I still think at plus 500, I think that's too big. There's some places in the market are down to plus 300 now. He's gone from 16 points per game to 24. This is now like 20 games of him averaging almost 30 a game and doing it efficiently. Maybe that's a little unsustainable, but his usage has gone way up. That is sustainable. His minutes total has gone way up. That is sustainable as well because Tom Thibodeau is just going to run these guys into the ground um, <laughs> until they can't go anymore. That's, that's his established MO more than a decade as a head coach. So I think Brunson... I think the path for him to win this award is, one, just stay on his current path. Maybe he doesn't average 30 a game the rest of the way, but I think he can definitely average 27, 28, which would get him to 25 points per game on the season. Go from 16 a game to 25 a game while increasing his efficiency. All his advanced numbers have improved. Do that. Be a top six seed. Yes. And have Laurie Markinen and Shea Gilgis-Alexander both miss the play-in. Does Brunson win in that scenario, Drew? I mean, does he win unanimously in that scenario, I think, is the question. Uh, the Knicks as a playoff team carried by the most improved Jalen Brunson. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a narrative that writes itself. That sells newspapers in, in, uh, in April, Jay. Um, you know, that, it, I am shocked that this is still 5-1. to one. People are sleeping. Everybody is counting their money from the Super Bowl. Uh, they're, not looking at the, they're not looking at the NBA markets correctly because this should have moved – this already should be like more like a 200, 200, 200, in my opinion. Um, I would actually even give Laurie Markinen an edge over Gilgis Alexander. I think he should probably be third. Uh, too much of his best play was way early in the season. Uh, and the idea that, uh, you know, this is slowly transitioning into a more Josh Giddy centric team. Um, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander is still going to be the beneficiary in terms of getting the point scoring. Um, but, you know, I think ultimately the Oklahoma city futures depend on the development of Josh Giddy between now and the end of the season, much more than making sure Shea gets his, um, you know, he's, he's gotten the accolades in terms of mid season recognition. I think that uh, he is probably the most likely to fall appreciably here. Markinen is just, he's the one that scares me. Honestly, I think between Markinen and, um, and Brunson, those are your two realistic final two candidates. And honestly, a six seed Knicks team put it to bed. If they are fundamentally in the playoffs without even having to play in, uh, somebody's getting an award, that's for sure. Yeah, I think I agree. I think Shea is probably going to end up the weakest of the three candidates because he just had the highest baseline already, averaged almost 25 True. a game last year. There's just not so much. There's, they can't go that much higher. Whereas Markkinen, I think if the vote was held today, Markkinen would win with ease. I think Markkinen should still be the favorite in the market. But this team and Markkinen, uh, they have serious collapse potential. They're not yeah. that far off having the fifth worst record in the league. That's in play for them. They got rid of Conley, Beasley, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. They added nothing in place of them. And the way that their last month of the season shakes up, I mean, their schedule is horrific. 
at Miami, Boston, Sacramento, Portland, Milwaukee, at Sacramento, Phoenix, easy one at San Antonio, then Boston, Brooklyn, LA, Denver. Like it's just an absolute mess of a schedule. And so I think that a lot of these awards is projecting recency bias. And if the recency bias is going to be Brunson leading the Knicks into the playoffs, not even needing the play-in, and Utah going in the tank, and Markkinen also has shutdown potential too. He might not even play the last two weeks of the season if they've fallen out. So I think that I think that Brunson is still the best bet in the market. I think Laurie should be the favorite, but Brunson is right there. Uh, let's go to sixth man of the year, which is a market that is... I think corrected itself a little bit with Russell Westbrook being traded and no longer anchoring the market as a, a ridiculously short price favorite. Right now, points better have Malcolm Brogdon at minus 165, which has some like shades of Westbrook where that's just way too, uh, way too short for me. Uh, and then followed by Norm Powell at plus 350 and uh, our man Tyrese Maxey at plus 350. Now, I think Tyrese Maxey should be the favorite in this market. I think he should have been for a while. He kind of, he lost his way a little bit uh, where he just wasn't really adjusting to the bench role. Now Doc has fixed the rotation. Now he brings in Maxey earlier. He's pairing him to start the second and fourth quarters with James Harden, which is so key for Maxey. Like Maxey needs Harden oh, there or, or Embiid, and that just makes him so much better. And the fact that that has been solved, the fact that he's playing... Uh, low 30s in minutes. He's just too good of a scorer not to average 17 a game off the bench if he's getting these minute totals uh, and playing next to Harden. And so I think that the thing with him is just that he's one injury away to anyone in the starting lineup from being in real trouble. And yesterday, PJ Tucker left the game early with some calf tightness. Turns out it was just precautionary. Seems like Tucker will, at, at worst, just miss one game and then be back after the break. But that's the thing with Maxi is that if any of those guys, Harden, Melton, Harris, Tucker, go down, then he's probably going to start, in which case it's in peril. But I still think that he will likely qualify for the award by mid-March, be treated as a real candidate. And if he's treated as a real candidate, then I think he's just going to win just because he's got the best case over others so long as the Sixers keep winning too. But what do you think about Maxi and what do you think about this market? All right. Well, Drew Dinsick has, uh, has taken a walk uh, with uh, with my Tyrese Maxi propaganda being too strong. But I think that the thing here is that people keep on focusing on the fact that Maxi has started too many games. But the thing is, he's only started 22 games. And most of those came in the early part of the season where he hasn't actually he hasn't actually been really a starter since October and November. And he's going to feel like a sixth man candidate, which I think is the key here. And right now he's at 22 starts, 15 games off the bench. He's on track to have more bench games than more starts by around the middle of March. And if that's the case, then he's got a month of runway with voters where he's actually qualified for the award. He feels like a sixth man because he hasn't started in so long. And the other thing with Maxi, as opposed to someone like Norm Powell, is that Maxi has narrative. Uh, Maxi has serious narrative where what's the track record of someone basically as young as him, as good as him, volunteering to go to the bench for the Sixers. Uh, It just doesn't really happen. So he's going to have that narrative propelling him. He's going to have the best counting stats. It's just a matter of whether he comes off the bench enough. 
Uh, Drew, looks like we got you back. What do you think of Maxi and what do you think of this market? Well, thankfully, I got to hear your whole breakdown there because you are in midseason form, Jay. That was exceptional. And I thought your point about Doc Rivers tweaking the minutes, it, it, this is something that I've been screaming at my computer about ever since we staked back. I think the best bet I got at any uh, market at all for all of the uh, awards betting after the Jokic MVP. It's maxi six man of the year. Great price, great stake. Uh, I'm really pulling for this one. I don't even have a bet on the Sixers last night. I'm literally watching the box score. Oh, uh, maxi went in. I'm going to flip over to that game because I want to see how this goes. Uh, I'm that invested at this point. Um, and you are right. We have, I've been screaming. You need maxi and Harden on the floor together with them beat off. That is, it's just the synergy is too solid. We have such a great signal on this now. Ever since they brought Harden in last. Last year, he elevated Maxi's performance, and those two guys just have just great chemistry on the floor, particularly producing offense. Uh, and Rivers tweaked it; it's working beautifully. Maxi's out of his slump, uh, and I think you know the as long as these Sixers continue to win basketball games and you know keep themselves in the conversation for the two seed, maybe even the one seed, um, then Maxi is going to be a very, very, very real candidate for this award, and uh, it's going to be his by you know by default effectively because you know Brogdon is a v- extremely uninspiring candidate at this point. Um, his you know his stats through a quarter of the season were amazing. He was really providing a huge pop to the Celtics, but it has been. It, I mean, uh, like there's been games and there's been performances from Brogdon where I'm literally wondering, sh- should we really be giving him all these minutes? Should he really be at this point in the rotation? Like like Brogdon's play has slipped appreciably uh, to the point where he has been a negative for the Celtics at times in important games. So, um, you know, he is he is a guy that I could see f- continuing to fall in this market. I do not think he should be minus 165. He got all of the equity when Russell Westbrook fell out of this market. Um, and I think it probably should have been split between Powell and Maxey. So Powell and Maxey ultimately is how this comes down. Uh, and I think it'll a little bit depend on whether the Sixers are clearly uh, in, you know, a home playoff spot versus the Clippers who look like they want to flirt with the five, six seed. Yeah. That's the thing with Powell, who is a really strong candidate. And I think should on merit be probably above Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon's oh, yeah. advanced numbers are not good at all. Oof. His on off is terrible. He's, he's just a lot, he's a lot worse than Derek White. Derek White's a lot better. <laughs> yes. Man. When yes. He's smart. When Smart comes back after the All-Star break, when Brown comes back, I think we're going to see Brogdon playing 20 to 22 minutes yeah. a game. And that's just not going to be enough. He was, even with these guys out, I think the other night he was at 18, 20 minutes a game, scored three points. He's dealing with an Achilles at the moment. Yeah. So I think Brogdon, I think he can still definitely win. And he wins if everyone else falls over. But he needs yeah. a few things to go right. I think Powell, Powell needs the Clippers to have good vibes and be a top four lead. <laughs> and that's tough sledding with... Yeah, best of luck. Playing. <laughs> the last name I'll throw out, uh, Christian Wood is available like 100 to 1, 120 to 1. That's way too big for a guy who's averaging 18 and 8 off the bench. I know that Dallas team is kind of a mess, but he's just, there's so much talent. Kid went back to him in the rotation last night after having him as the third center behind JaVale McGee um, in the previous couple of games. And there's just too much upside for him to be that price. Like that's a ridiculous price on Christian Wood. So yeah. I would definitely be uh, be betting that as well, even though he is an agonizing player um, to cheer for when you have a bet on Christian Wood. Not his fault, is Jason Kidd's fault. All right, 
before we get into DPOY. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in the Premier League and college basketball. Ross has all the spring deals you want, so you can say yes to more looks for you and your budget. Tube tops for less? Yes. Dad shorts for the weekend? Yes. Mini skirts for less than online? That's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment and save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Hurry in for spring deals today. Items and styles vary by store. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. Now, defensive player of the year, market very close to my heart, to Marcus Smart's heart. Jaron Jackson, <laughs> runaway favorite at minus 180, followed by Nick Claxton, who I don't think is going to win at plus 500. Same price as Bam Adebayo. Brooke Lopez, who's lost all of his momentum at 10 to 1. Then Giannis at 30 to 1. And I think, Drew, the best way to frame this market is I think there's a mistake here where 
Right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers have by far the number one defense. They've got a fair bit yeah. of separation between them and Milwaukee and yep. the Grizzlies in two and three. And their two candidates, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, are both 50 to one. So you're effectively getting, what, 25 to one that a player on uh, the number one defense most likely wins defensive player of the year. Now, both of those players have their own flaws and they might cannibalize the boat a little bit, but that's just too big for guys who are leading the number one defense. So my question to you is, who do you think would be Cleveland's candidate between those? Man, the right answer is Jared Allen, but the more likely guy that I feel like could kind of render support from a sort of just from a public you know public standing is Mobley and some of that is and this is going to sound crazy but it kind of matters I think Mobley was the best rookie last year I think people would reflect on the season now with space and be like oh man we uh, we we really gave it to Barnes just because the Raptors made the playoffs and he kind of finished hot Uh, I thought Mobley was the better player over the balance of the season uh, and I think he's been much better player over the balance of this season Um, his you you know specifically like the fact that there could be a little bit of a makeup effect uh, I think would would matter Jared Allen's been around for a while he's never really been perceived um, you know by the public as like an elite defensive player but Mobley was you know Mobley was talked about as a defensive player of the year candidate for a lot of last season and you know I think people are going to be pretty quick to to grab onto that if we continue to see Memphis slide in terms of defensive rating with Steven Adams out Turns out Steven Adams matters, Jay. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that everybody's realizing this. Um, I think there's going to there's potentially going to be a little bit of a, a a buy point on you know JJJ if he continues to come down here uh, and Steven Adams returns and they finish the you know finish the season strong. Um, but for now, at least, I like your general philosophy. Like the defensive rating is clearly, clearly, clearly telling you that Cleveland is the best defense. The eye test of watching the games would tell you that Cleveland has the best defense. Uh, and oh, by the way, their schedule among the easiest remaining from this way, from from this point to the end of the season. Uh, so it's not like there's really any kind of turmoil or adversity coming. Um, but uh, you know, between Allen and Mobley, I think it's going to be Mobley just because of the the buzz around him from last season. And people will remember that and kind of gravitate towards that as he's the best player on Cleveland defensively. I, you know, am, am I way off here or do you think that the advanced statistics will lean, lead people down the path of, of supporting Allen? No, I'm, I'm with you. And I was on, I guess, Allen as the candidate up until recently, but Jared Allen's just not going to win defensive player no, of the year. Like, no one thinks he's that good. No one thinks he's as good as Jaron Jackson or Giannis. Right. And we're not talking about when we're betting this market, we're not talking about, you know, who has the upside to be his team's candidate. We're talking about who has the upside to actually win the award. And on that front, I think Mobley, people are going to have an easier time justifying Mobley and talking about the narrative around him because he's a generational defensive prospect and he just looks the part more than yep. Allen. He's the guy who is kind of the unique aspect to their defense, the, pla- the fact that he can play four alongside Allen, and then he's also now the backup center. Uh, and the fact that he can switch, that he's got better block numbers, he's prote- he, more of a rim protector as well in a lot of ways, where he actually defends more shots around the rim than Jared Allen. Uh, and a lot of the, the pitfall with Mobley is that his advanced numbers aren't as good as Allen's. Yeah. that is that when Mobley is on the floor, teams are shooting 38% from three, which is outlier good. 
And when Mobley's off the floor, they're shooting uh, they're shooting 31% from three, which is outlier bad. And I think anyone that is going to penalize Mobley because his EPM isn't good enough, uh, they're also going to know about the, the outlier shooting splits. So sure. I think I think Mobley has more upside. Like he's the unicorn. He's the guy I think exactly. that has has more potential as well for like highlight clips that kind of stir the mm-hmm. narrative for, you know, viral videos of, oh, uh, here's how Evan Mobley defended the last three minutes of this game. Like that kind yeah. of stuff is going to be important. So... Love that. Easier for the Cavs social media team to really put together a campaign for Mobley. I 100% agree. Uh, Funny enough, I just want to ask you this because you may already know this, but among the regular rotation guys for the Cavs, who has the best on-off defensive rating? It's a weird one. Is it Dean Wade? (laughs) Dean Wade, yes. (laughs) Dean Wade. He's he's like the standout on-off defensive rating among all the Cavs. That's the thing with the Cavs now is that like Kevin Love's out of the rotation and he was the yeah. most defensive player on that team. Right. And now the fact that, I mean, they're just loaded with defensive players. They should be the best defense going forward. The fact that they can play two bigs, the fact that like Karis LeVert has turned into a good defensive player. Mitchell and Garland are trying as well. They're not being liabilities this season like they have in previous years. Uh, Okoro gives them size. Wade is really good. Um, they're just loaded defensively, and I think they'll be the best defense going forward. So I think that's the best look. I've also bet a fair bit of Giannis at 30-1 to 1 just because the Bucs are second in defensive rating. If they get to number one, I think Giannis will be the candidate over Brook. He's just a better defensive player, and his numbers defensively have now caught up to Brooks. I think Jaron is still rightfully the favorite. Minus 180, I think, is a round fair price for him. I think he, he deserves that. But at the same time, he's averaging 27 minutes per game, and he's missed 17 games. And by the way, Evan Mobley has played twice as many minutes, almost, as Jaron Jackson. Uh, so I think that that could come into play. I think Jaron... It was kind of the, a definitional Jaron game against Boston uh, on Super Bowl day on national TV where yeah. amazing defensive rating when he's on the court, fouled out in 20 minutes uh, and he wasn't there down the stretch when they lost, which I think could become a narrative and which is why I think uh, this is a bit of a vulnerable market. Just quickly, coach of the year. To me, this market's an absolute mess. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Uh, I don't have a big bet here. I think the best bet on the board is probably... Uh, Mark Dagenhall at 30 to 1, just because they're, <laughs> they're a lot short. I think they're shorter by a decent amount than 30 to 1 to get a top six seed. And if he gets the top six seed, then he probably just wins in this pretty weak field. Um, I think Mike Brown is probably the guy that's most likely to win, narrowly edging Joe Mazzula, which is what the market says now. But any bet that you like in this one? Um, does any team have the Colts on their schedule towards the end of the season? <laughs> Uh, a, <laughs> I don't think I, I, I'm not seeing the Colts on it. I, you know, cause again, this, this, you're right. This market is an absolute mess. Um, I mean, I, I, you can make a case for basically anyone in the top 15 here of the board. Um, Mike Brown is the only skin I have in this game. And I am like, I have equity. I have him at 50 to one. I see him at two to one at the top of the board. And I'm like, who should I be betting? Because I just I don't have confidence that that's ultimately going to come home. Or uh, I feel like if the Kings, you know, Kings, we've said this a bunch on this podcast. So apologies for the repetition here, but Kings uh, have the longest non-playoff streak of any professional sports team. 
last time that they made the playoffs, I believe Mike Bibby was the point guard. It was something like 2006. I don't know. I might, I might, I might, might even be not giving, giving them enough credit for how poor it might've been. Oh, four. I don't even remember, but it was a long, long, long time ago since the Kings made the playoffs. And if they're in conclusively this year with this squad, I think Mike Brown probably ought to be the favorite, but uh, I don't think they are in conclusively. I think <laughs> there's definitely some slippage potential here for the Kings, just based on they've been compiling wins during the time of the season where a lot of other teams are dealing with injuries and, and motivational issues. And so down the stretch, if the Kings flag, you know, flag at all, uh, he's going to fall out of that uh, top, you know, top tier uh, pretty aggressively. Not a lot of likelihood that any of the other Celtics are going to get an award, in my opinion. Brogdon, the only guy with a realistic shot. Uh, and I, again, if I was doing anything in the, in any market, I would be love to be writing people tickets for Brogdon at minus 160. Like that same exact kind of concept of writing Westbrook at minus 200, writing Brogdon at minus 160. Like those are terrible bets. Uh, and I think, you know, there may be some, man, we really need to acknowledge the Celtics in some way. Jason Tatum's going to get a first team forward spot. That's, that's, you can write that in pen. Um, but they may, there may be some incentive to give Missoula, uh, coach of the year just as a, a hat tip and a nod to the fact that the Celtics were one of the best regular season teams all year. So um, he would be my, you know, my guy that I have circled and I would hope that, you know, if the Celtics, cause like it's trust cause the Celtics have slid and he is only plus 200. So I don't know that this is going much more in the direction where you're getting a favorable price on Missoula. Uh, so I think I'm left stuck with uh, holding my, holding my high equity Mike Brown ticket and just praying for uh, a miracle. Yep. I think that's the right play. Uh, I think the Brown, I, I mean, yeah, they get a top four seed, which is very much in play. Then I think he will win. All right. Before we get out of here, a reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the app store today. All right, Celtics, Bucks, Kings, Suns tonight. Any bets on these games, Drew? Man, so uh, was excited to see Celtics, Bucks. Um, that was a uh, that was a really really entertaining Christmas Day game. That was probably the, eh, well, it wasn't the best of them, but that was a very good one. Uh, and in general, just love how these teams match up. This is your at least the way that I model out the rest of the season, and then the playoff matchups. This is a preview of your Eastern Conference Finals. As far as I can tell you, uh, you have questions uh, about a couple of key players for the um, uh, for the Celtics. Well, we know Jalen Brown is out. We know Marcus Smart is out. Jason Tatum is doubtful. Uh, you have Grant Williams and Robert Williams questionable. Uh, so basically, you don't really get a preview of how these teams match up at all in their current form. Um, I think realistically, the fact that this is out to nine with the news that Tatum and Brown are doubtful and out, um, uh, you know, is correct. Uh, and I think looking at uh, 225 as a price here, uh, that's potentially a little bit on the low side for a total, uh, considering you're probably, you know, this is a Milwaukee team against, uh, you know, the Boston second unit that's going to be able to score into the, uh, you know, into the 120s, I think, pretty comfortably. So um, if I had any play on this game, I'm taking over 225. It's come down because of the lack of, um, you know, top tier players for the Celtics. But I think those guys matter more for what they want to do defensively against the Bucks, than I think it matters for their own offense. Um, so I think this is going to be Celtics plan A, B, and C is going 
to be shoot the three. Uh, Bucks allow a lot of threes. The Bucks, uh, you know, they, they, they've defended the three better this year broadly, but you know, under Mike Budenholzer, that's sort of been their key, their Achilles heel. So um, this looks like an overplay to me if I was going to get involved in this one. And, uh, you know, I don't see a ton of value on the board tonight. So uh, I may uh, may dabble in this one just for a little bit of interest because uh, this is a, you know, a marquee game even despite the lack of stars. Yep, I like that. My favorite bet tonight, and it's one through gritted teeth, is uh, the Golden State Warriors plus eight and a half at the Clippers. I think that's baking in the expectation that a lot of guys sit, and I'm just not sure the Warriors have that luxury to uh, to be sitting guys. They need to win games. This is the last game before the All-Star break. Uh, I don't think we have confirmation around the status of their players, but I think they'll have enough guys go um, okay. that they play enough where this line closes um, smaller than eight and a half. I love uh, it. It's always good to bet against the Clippers as well. Uh, one of the okay. more frustrating teams in the NBA. All right, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. From Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick. we'll be back tomorrow. Ross has all the spring deals you want, so you can say yes to more looks for you and your budget. Tube tops for less? Yes. Dad shorts for the weekend? Yes. Mini skirts for less than online? That's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment and save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Hurry in for spring deals today. Items and styles vary by store. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more.